Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode 107 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I'm your host Loz, and with me as always we have Dolph. Hello. And we've got Bob. Hello. Currently it's just the three of us because, uh, yeah, people and commitments and stuff. So we might have more people later on, but if not, hey, you've got us three. (laughs) So deal with it. Um, so, two weeks for me has felt like about three years. I don't know why, it just feels like forever since I last did a podcast, but it's been two weeks. It's gone very slow these last two weeks, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird. Usually my life flashes before my fucking eyes sometimes. <clears throat> we just hit a crawl all of a sudden. Although we had yeah. some really nice weather, it was really nice and warm for a couple of days. I did my arbitrary it's fucking hot and I go on a 10 mile bike ride thing that I do once a year. And then everyone tells me off for doing it. <laughs> but I was it's very... too healthy about mm, I was very um, cautious about where I was going when I did it. Oh. But, where did you go? Uh, I just did... So in Chesterfield, you have like all these different areas. So I went up to Walton Back Lane, Somersault, uh, down towards Newbold, mm. uh, Lands of Green, Brampton, uh, Derby Road, Birdhome, back to my house. So I think it worked out about 11 miles mm. when it was like 25 plus degrees. And I'm like, Everyone's telling me to behave myself because of doing that. But it's like, can I remind them that I once did 22 and a half miles in 32 mm-hmm. degree weather. I went through two mm-hmm. bottles of water and a fucking um, mint feast <laughs> ice pop when I was um, doing that. And yeah, I was fucked when I got back from that. But That's surprising. Hmm. But it was like, it was worth mm-hmm. it though. It's like, it was great. I, I love okay. hot weather and like I'm kind of annoyed that it's kind of gone, but then again I'm still wearing shorts, so I might used to wear shorts for the last month and a bit. Uh, yeah. I think I've only worn my jeans in the last like what, three or four instances of that month. So and the other time I won was the other day, so but it's just been uh nice to like get out there and do some biking. Yeah. <sighs> so what about you guys, what have you been up to? Not a lot really. Yeah, mostly work. Mm. Um work, poll. Um what else have I done? Mm. Managed to get my dad a free repair on his microwave. Yeah. Quite proud of that. Mm. Buddy's been a little shitbag. Probably hearing meowing in the background. Yes. No, actually not. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's been around dickhead. I'm blaming it on the weather. I'm going to say he's not hit beauty, is he? I don't know. He's just been a knob. 
big, big thump. Well, with that catch up, shall we uh, get into some topics? I'm just having a look at what the first topic would be. It would be the fist of pensioner. Okay, so uh, find the link first. Scroll. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. So this is from AOL.co.uk because AOL still exists apparently. Uh, although it says, well, but it's what well, it's part of Yahoo as well. Okay, so it says. Um, Pensioner drills holes in neighbor's wall as it encroaches by two inches. See? Two inches is a lot. Don't let me tell you otherwise. <laughs> a furious pensioner who claims his neighbor's built a garden wall which encroaches two inches onto his land has launched a campaign to have it taken down by drilling holes and erecting signs outside his home. Ewan Taylor from Cardiff has accused the family next door of carrying out illegal building work after they built an extension to create more dining space. They removed the garden wall they previously shared and replaced it with a new one, which Taylor claims juts out into his own garden by two inches. Um, it's a matter of two inches, but it's my property, he said. Even if it was half an inch, I would object. Since then, the... 87-year-old has been fined £90 for the criminal damage after admitting using a drill and a hammer to make holes in the wall over a period of five months. He also peeled off strips of stucco from the building extension. Four circles in the garden wall show where the family have sealed up the damage. Uh, the mum describes the actions as intimidating for the children. Taylor denied being intimidating, saying, I don't see how it was intimidating. Hammering and drilling has been going on next door for years, and that's acceptable. If they want to hang new cupboards up, then they can hang new cupboards up. My wife would always hear and say it's, oh, they've bought another box of nails. She passed away quite a few years ago. Unhappy with preventing, uh, with being prevented from drilling the wall, Taylor began putting up signs outside his home, which accused the family of being thieves. Mum said, "The mum said, the police took away his drill, and that's when he started with the signs. We called the police two weeks ago, and they said they can't do anything because it's in his private property. He said it's like a protest sign, even though it's got our house number, and he's calling us thieves. How can that not be offensive? The message mm. includes, uh, you and your cowboy builders are thieves. Thieves spelled." Um, T H I E F S, not the thieves. 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 Uh, other councils take down illegal, uh, L I L L E G L E building work. Will they sue me? Uh, and do not like my signs, tell the council. Oh, it's you and your, uh, Oh no, that's, that's the correct. Your okay, so you got that right, even though you spelt wrong. The neighbors are a married couple with four children aged between eight and twenty, and they deny any encroachment. The mum forty-two says, "I have no idea why he thinks it's in his property. It is distressing, especially for my children. They are embarrassed to go out when people ask questions about the signs." Since we moved in twenty years ago, 
he hasn't talked to us, said the mum. We haven't had an argument or anything, and this is the first time there's been a confrontation. Uh, the pensioner said he was felt with no other choice but to draw holes after the council refused to intervene. Uh, one council officer wrote to Taylor that the extension did not need planning permission and that boundary uh, dispute is not uh, for, are not planning matters. It would be a civil matter, he told Taylor. Taylor uh, said he launched the protest because he cannot afford civil action. I'm protesting that they've encroached on my property to extend their property, devaluing my property. I am a victim and I am penalised. Uh, when he asked if he tried to speak with the neighbours about his concerns, he said, oh no, how dare do you talk to someone and tell them they've done something illegal? <laughs> but I'll just drill holes in their wall, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> the family said the police provided them they could launch several proceedings over the display, but have decided to go uh, against it to avoid legal costs. A council spokesman said it was a civil matter between the two parties, adding, we could only get involved if the signs were on the highway causing an obstruction or have been put up without permission. So, in effect, fly posting, which is an offence under the Environmental Protection Act of 1990. Um... Then it says, South Wales police have been approached for comment, but there's nothing there. So, I, I don't, I don't, mm. it, it's weird, this one. It's like, it's two inches of his land. I, so, rather than say, hey, mm -hmm. I think your um, thing has could you scoot your boundary back a little bit yeah because you're on my, on my land or could you buy that part of land off me for like a grand or something they down for two inches yeah <laughs> i mean i think some people have paid for that before um that could be the podcast title as well a grand for two inches <laughs> um that's the thing i think that's the thing rather than him, him just talking to them about it He's just decided, fuck it, I'm going to be an arsehole and drill into their walls. And then, like, the family won't talk to him either about it. And then the council is saying, well, they got the planning permission, so that's a, a thing. But none of them can afford to do the legal action to figure out if he is actually encroached or not. And that's what's really fucking weird. <laughs> so he said, she said bullshit. And just this old fuck, because he is, he's an old cantankerous fuck. He's 87. And he's just been a dickhead. Rather than just talk to them and come to some sort of agreement where they buy the land off him for a reasonable price, he's like, I'm going to drill holes in their walls. I'm going to be a dickhead. And it's like, it's not how you deal with problems like this. If they are being dicks to you, after you've asked them nicely about it, then by all means, you can then be a dick back. But this was like, he preemptively just started being a prick. And that's... That's not great. At all. So... No. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, moving on to the next one. Uh, going from heated discussions to just heat in general. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it has been fucking hot the past couple of weeks. Is it, uh, was it, like, like, I think it was the Friday after um last podcast, I think most of the UK was bathed in, like, oh. 30, 35 degrees. Yeah, the only place especially, to do... Especially the, especially the south. Uh, yeah, the south always gets it hot, though. I think we were up to, like, 32, and you guys down south was as high as 35. I, f- I think Lala got 35. I, f- I'll be, yeah. I think me and, I think we got down to 32. I know. Um, Sparky, on the other hand, up in Scotland, only got like eighteen degrees. It was like fuck. Yeah, lucky bitch. Yeah, it's like we're all melting, and she's like, "I'm fucking cool," and it's like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it, like I said, I I went cycling through that. Um, Easy. Mm-hmm. I I so I was, I was working that, that I was working that day at the theater as well in the evening and. How the theatre's laid out the front is it's got a massive um like glass windows in the front of the foyer. Oh, it was like a fucking oven. It's like a it was like a greenhouse in there. Yeah. Well, uh, in contrast, us behind our bar, we have like a the room temperature gauge behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Twenty seven and a half degrees it was behind the bar while we were working, and it was busy. We had Oof. two fans blowing on us. We were drinking water, and it was just like this is fucking ridiculous. It's a problem with fans though. They're only good. They're only good short term. After a while, they start moving the hot air around. Yeah, hot air, yeah, hot air around. I mean, going like standing directly in the path of it was great, but it's like you couldn't always do that when there's a fucking rush on. That's you also like, get those punters who leave the doors open when you got the aircon on. Yeah, that doesn't really help the aircon, does it? Oh, Keep we don't. We don't have closed. aircon. We were like, we wouldn't mind aircon, but it's like that'd be a, a lot of money to put down. We have aircon at our place, but people keep. Insistently leaving the windows and the doors open because it's too fucking hot. And so, well, we've got the aircon on for a reason to bring the temperature inside down. But if you're leaving the windows and doors open, it's not going to feel any fucking point because you're bringing the hot air in. Yep, yep, yep. Well, yeah, it was just, um, it was just fucking hot. Uh, <sighs> so, yeah, I, I, I think that I, I mean, like I said, I love. I love hot weather, but there is a like an optimal range between twenty and twenty five degrees C is my preferred like hot heat. Uh, anything after that is just like okay, that can that can calm down now. <laughs> well, then again, it, it was like what sixteen degrees this morning, and I'm walking around in a hoodie and shorts and a t shirt, so not exactly freezing either. No. Like, uh, oh, well, yeah, it was, um, it was definitely, wow. This is where we get, like, Bob, because Bob disappeared between the first one and that. I imagine they'll come back and be like, fucking buddy pulled the cable. So we're going to always move the ones around as we, as we need. Mm. But so, um, we've got to get the next two because both Bob and Lala still aren't, well, Bob's dropped for some mm. reason. And uh, Lala's still not here just yet. Has Bob actually got a um, thing on this or is it all? I think it's more uh, This Lala, next, uh, I think her was the love item, wasn't it? Uh... 
So we'll come back to that as we need to. Uh, so next one, um, that's not milk. Go on then. So this is from NBCNews.com. <clears throat> An Alaskan school thought students were getting milk for their breakfast. They was getting floor sealant instead. How? How the fuck do you fuck that up? Shortly after breakfast was served, children began complaining that the milk tasted bad and was burning their mouths and throats. A dozen elementary school-aged children consumed floor sealant as that they believed was milk at a breakfast program in Alaska, school officials said on Wednesday. This was on June 16th. Right, I'm just going to put this out now. This is in uh, Alaska, so that's what America. They're getting sued too fuck for this. 100% getting sued yep, too so fuck. Children attend the care program at the Sititi uh, Shangnax Glacier Valley Elementary School in Juneau were given the sealant Tuesday, the school district said in a statement. Shortly after breakfast was served at 8.45am by an outside company, NANA Management Services, children began complaining that the milk tasted bad and was burning their mouths and throats. School and company staff discovered that it was actually a floor scene resembling liquid milk. Sorry. What does milk usually resemble? Uh, A ball semen? Uh, Yeah, but liquid milk. You got your fucking um, gist in defence mode. Liquid milk. What does milk usually come in form of? <laughs> Swan. It comes in the form of it comes in the form of milk, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like it, milk is a liquid to begin with. It's not going to come in the form of swan or giant dragon milk, is it? <laughs> Fucking liquid. Might be a market for that eventually. Fuck's sake! School and company staff discovered that it was actually a floor scene resembling liquid milk. Staff immediately directed the students to stop consuming the substance and removed it. A school official immediately contacted Poison Control and alerted the parents. Of the 12 children who consumed the sealant, one sought medical treatment and two were picked up from school. They may have sought medical advice. The condition of those students actually was not known. The care, uh, the program? care program for oh the students God. was for 5 to 12 years old. They are getting fucked. The remaining, <laughs> the remaining sealant was removed from the school and placed in hazardous storage. It wasn't immediately clear how the mix-up occurred. Yeah, exactly. How? How the <laughs> fuck do you fuck that up? It will have warning signs and the thing saying sealant on it. Superintendent Bridget Weiss told the Associated Press that the Juneau Police Department is leading an investigation. Not really because we believe there's anything criminal or malintent at this point, but we do want a thorough investigation of what actually happened and how it happened. Did they have fucking Mr. Magoo fucking handing out milk that day? Let's read on and find out. The milk and sealant were both stored at an off-site facility, and boxes containing large pouches of each were moved on the same pallet. We don't know how that happened. That pallet was delivered, and the assumption was that it was milk because that's what we thought was being delivered. Oh my god, did he not even check the fucking box? <laughs> the Jimmy police officer did not immediately respond to requests for a comment. No, the I, NA, I bet they NA. fucking didn't. The NANA, NA, NANA Management Services, which is based in Anchorage, said in a statement that after it learned of the incident, the company immediately dispatched a safety team to the state capital. We're in the midst of a comprehensive investigation that will look at every contributing factor to determine exactly what happened and to identify potential safety measures, the company said. This shit is bananas, NANANAA. This shit is bananas. Also, I can just point out at the top of this thing, R. Kelly got 30 years for... Uh, sex trafficking today. Oh, okay. Uh, 30 years in prison, get fucked, you fucking arsehole. Thing. 
So, from what I've gathered from, this, from that story is the offsite storage fucked up. Well, it's it doesn't doesn't matter. Gonna say it doesn't matter if the offsite storage fucked up. Why did they not check the contents of the boxes? They would be labeled. How how what just <laughs> labels? The school, the, school, the school themselves said they just assumed it was milk being delivered. <laughs> I'm gonna say it says floor sealant on it, but I'm pretty sure it's milk. Fuck it. <laughs> Oh, like I said, someone's getting sued. I think both the, both the school and the fucking offsite facility. <laughs> they are getting fucked without dinner. They are getting a hundred percent fucked no dinner. That is, uh, if, if if it was my kid, holy shit! Shit will be hitting the fan. I Who think. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? The, the, the fucking defense attorney that's going to sue it's your ass. SpongeBob, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Fucking yes. <laughs> that's, I think that's a better title than the other one. Uh, SpongeBob, no chance. There we go. I'm writing that one down. While we're keeping the, the comedy factor alive. Fuck um, me sideways. Uh, there's this... Uh, Basically, this is a studio fat you can own for about 80k. Where the fuck is this? I don't see this. Uh... So, this is from the metro.co.uk. Not oh, found it. Studio flat with 179 square feet of space and the bed wedged into your kitchen could be yours for about 80,000. Well, because, you know, we need two lazies to get up some days. You can cook your pizza. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've just seen the fucking picture. This is great. It says, you lucky, lucky house hunters. Right now, there's a rather special property on the market as far as more affordable prices that we're, used, that we're used to. This special property, which sits in Reading, is a studio flat offering a, just 179 square feet of space. The bed is in the kitchen, where it's wedged into a little alcove, and we're afraid there's no separate living space for your sofa. This means that your relaxation time may need to be happened to be happened in your bed. But be careful not to smack your head on the slope ceiling while you're there. The studio's on the market via Roman's auctions and has a starting place of about 80000 Far less than you would typically pay for a home in London. But for a bargain price, you'll just have to make some sacrifices, such as getting up and being able to walk around your kitchen without seeing your bed. Side note, you need to make sure your bed is made at all times, just in case someone comes over. You can't hide the mess behind a door, because there is no door. Along with the open plan kitchen sleeping area, there's also a bathroom with a shower. Oh, dude, the fucking... the diagram. That is fucking tiny. <laughs> Kitchen, bedroom, hall. You literally walk through the main door, take a left into the shitter shower, because there's no bath, walk into the kitchen common bathroom, uh, bedroom, and that's it. That is it. £80,000 gets you that. The Zoopla listing notes that the leasehold property is in good condition, as in is being sold vacant to cash buyers only. And yeah, because they don't want to have to fucking get a mortgage on that and lose have to have go back well if it's uh, cash in hand you can't change your mind is it exactly really? uh, it sits on the top floor of a residential development that's close to reading town center and university uh the estate agent recommends renting the place out once you've bought it which isn't a bad shout just make sure your potential tenants have no issue with their beds smelling like whatever they food they cook <laughs> so if, if you're if you're smoking kippers you're fucked fucking for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. you're 
fucked for a few weeks. Oh, can you imagine though? You you, you cook bacon in there, and all you can smell when you go to bed for the next couple of days is. I mean, bacon. I'd rather take smoke. I'd rather take the smell of bacon than fucking smoke kippers. I do you know? And this is the thing that I I like the most about this. You can just put a curtain up, and then the bed disappears. But there's no sofa. Yeah. There's no sofa. It doesn't like there's any room for a TV or anything. I can't see any plugs in this either. It's like this would literally be. Oh my god! And there's a fucking Velux fucking window right above the bed as well. So if you don't have blinds on that, you, every time the sun gets to a certain level in the day, you are fucking blinded by the light. This oh this is no it's egregious. This is horrible. This is like it reminds me of those Japanese like houses they do. Those like little. Uh, apartments they re- like rent to students and they are literally have like um some of them are, li- are literally like it's a toilet and a bed so you want to food you go and cook in the communal area so essentially it's a boilet mm. it's weird it's like i've seen videos of them and they are they're really cool and it's like i could never live in those because i don't have enough room it's like those small shit. um Highly efficient energy efficient hoes you see, like a little little um cube box kind of thing. Mm. Where you've got uh, like a bed, a bathroom, a toilet, all this space of about, I don't know, like well, like hundred and eighty cubic feet. Yeah. But this is like hundred and seventy nine <laughs> foot square. square feet. Yeah. So that's like it's a little well, actually I can tell you the dimensions. It's eighteen point eight feet long. By four foot eleven, you can touch both walls when you're walking down. You could never lay down in that room in that in well, that not, in that not, apartment. Not, 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 if you, not if you're going horizontally. No. Yeah, you cannot lay. You can put you, you literally you can put your feet against each wall and just sit there. No, there's no way you get comfy if you were. You can't have anyone over. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna stay at mine tonight. Like, fuck no. So like, why? It's like you know, I'm trying to see the dimensions of the, the bathroom. But it's really fucking tiny. I can't read what that says. Um, hang on, I I can uh, uh, open new image in new tab. Um, oh fuck, I can't zoom in on it. Oh, I got it. Hang on, on it. Wait. Element? Nope. Nope. Fuck, that's not happening. Uh, oh, I was going for all the fucking pictures. I uh, think it's. Oh, fuck off, phone. Right. I'm trying to zoom in, and it keeps going out now. Yeah, I'm I'm saving image to my desktop so I can do it this way. Uh, open in paint. Uh, where's the fucking zoom? Oh my god, it's no, you cannot read it. It's that fucking distorted. Um, something by two by two foot nine. I think it's like five foot two by. Th- Two feet. So it's fucking tiny then. Yeah, I'm five foot six. I mean, it it seems like if you were sitting on the shit and you leant forward, you'd bash your head on the wall. <laughs> it's like you can wash your hair in the shower while you shit. <laughs> <laughs> your hair, or wash your hair in the sink. <laughs> I'm gonna brush my teeth, and wash wash my hair, and shit at the same time. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Let's be honest. Who can actually do that in their current houses? Uh, no. I mean, I could probably. So while you my... do while you do your morning douche, you can bloody brush your teeth while you do it. And yeah. Spit in the sink. I, I could wash my hair and shit at the same time because the bath is next to my, uh, 
thing next to the bath uh next to the, the 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 toilet and the shower's above the bath so i could technically do that it'd have to be side saddle on the shitter to do it but i could de- i could do that but mm. the sink is at the other end and it's like a probably a 7 foot long room so well yeah that's fucking hell just why uh, it kind of reminds me of that, that fucking room from last week, last podcast. Like this, this like fucking prison cell in your five bedroom house. You can't fit a double bed in there. I mean, you can in this, but do you know what you'd have to do? You'd have to get a sofa that fits in there that turns out into a sleeping, like into a fold out bed. Oh, like a futon. Yeah. And then you'd have a seating area and a sleeping area. Yeah. See, you could be an entrepreneur here. Yeah? You could, you could be a um, what the fuck they call it in these days? I don't know. Housing, of whatever thing. Changing Home designer person. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you'd have to have like your TV mounted like on the ceiling. Yeah, get rid of the um fucking like, Vlux window and have your TV there. Uh, I think you've got to have that though. You just won't be able to open it if you put the TV there. True. So let's go from a very small living space to a rather large living space. Okay, so this one, uh, this was definitely law that put this in, but I, I want to talk about it because it was fucking cool. Yeah, so if you if, if you follow the link, then press the link again, you'll come to timeout.com. Uh, I'm trying to find which one it is. I'll, I'll make a start then you can continue so this entire Scottish island complete with castle could be yours for 1.75 million pounds the remote Shetland Isle also comes with a 42 foot whale skeleton and a flock of sheep if you're feeling a little hemmed in by your current place of residence why not swap your four walls for an entire Scottish island all you need is 1.75 mil and the entire Isle of Vila one of, Shet- one of the Shetland Islands could be yours God, the only problem is you running your internet. The uh, current owners who have lived there lived on the secluded 757 acres for around three decades. I've decided to set up um, so someone else can enjoy living on the island where they say they've hosted innumerable parties over the years. Oh, this place looks nice. As well as that uh, space to party as much as loudly as you like, that one comes with three a three-bedroom farmhouse and a two-bedroom cottage. An 18th century watchtower and a 17th century listed castle to call home. Uh, the seriously idyllic spot also boasts six miles of coastline dotted with bays, caves, and natural arches that are kind uh, that attracts all kinds of wildlife, including orcas. Ooh, I'm sorry. Talking of animals, if you buy Viola, uh, you also are taking on a flock of around 200 Shetland ewes and becoming the custodian of a 42-foot sperm whale skeleton uh, which beached on the island around 20 years ago. Move here is likely to be a big culture shock for uh, the majority of us. We're talking really, really remote existence, like zero chance of ever getting a delivery. Off the north coast of Scotland, the Shetland Islands are the UK's most northern point, sitting between the Faroe Islands and Norway. The island of Valor is a 10-minute boat ride from the main uh, Shetland Island. Uh, but that's probably a fair price to pay for having your own incredible private island to call home. So this was the other thing. It's like we could either have a whale's castle 
in the middle of a city with like a 30 bedroom fucking block of flats on it or you can have an island for like 250k more with a castle uh a three bedroom uh farmhouse farmhouse a two bedroom cottage a watchtower which probably would host somebody there the only thing is it's like how would you power all this shit how would you get internet to all this shit because uh, that would be the Roll thing the power. Well, I, how would you do it welcome back bob by the way Hello, we're, thank you. Oh, about... yeah, I had a phone call. That's fine. We're I mean, talking it's about you probably have to feed the sheep anyway because they just eat grass, don't they? Mainly. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know. You just like, like need either solar power or water power. I'm sure it'd work. We if do... it's an island, it's got to be surrounded by water. It is. And yeah. We just need like a, a like a really good internet connection if we move there as the spawns. But it's only a ten-minute so only... boat ride from the main Shetland island. So. So us going to the shops will be about about what half an hour. Just grab a boat. Well, go over. I'm going to the shops and back in an hour. Anyone wants anything? <laughs> Fucking Cornetto, mate. Yeah. I'd I'd rather have an island than a village. Mm. Yeah. Well, the the one well. we talked about last podcast. It's in Wales, like city. It's a castle on a hill, and that castle has like a thirty bedroom block of flats in its grounds. And it's mm. like a massive. Abelafeni, I think it was. Some of those ones. Something like that, yeah. And it's massive. And it's just like, it's on top of a hill looking down on the rest of the town. I think that one's cool. And it's cheaper than this. It's like 1.25 million, so 1.75. But, mm. I don't know. It's like, how would you get the internet to there? How would you get decent uh, like communications and that? How would you make mm-hmm. your weekly shop easy? <laughs> Because if it's fucking wank weather and it's really choppy seas, it's like, well, how the fuck are we getting food this week? We, you you just order your, just order your food from an Amazon drone or something. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I imagine at this point it'd be like, okay, so then we'd have to pay out another fucking three quarters of a million for a, a helipad and a helicopter or something to fly to the shops, and then have like a, a matching reciprocating. Could, um, could you imagine if you fly to the shops? So they have like a like a little small bay for you know personal helicopters. <laughs> just just land that it. would be fucking funny. Really? It's like, hey, we want to we want to like buy this part of it, and it's like, why? It's like because we want uh we want the what you call it? We want to park our helicopter here when we come and get food. It'd be like what? <laughs> like, oh, you're serious? Mm. <laughs> okay. Like, we live on the island. But every Tuesday morning, about fail at eleven a.m., just land in morning. <sighs> Usual, yeah. yes, please. <laughs> yeah, if we get enough bugs, Blazers will build us a museum on here. Um, yeah, the island's cool. I, I like the idea of the island, but the, also the Welsh, the Welsh town, like fucking castle, with its own big fuck off gates and its uh proper. It's got like you know, like those um. Oh, what the fuck are they called? Like a hall that you is it like the glass ceiling hall. Is it like a glass ceiling yeah. hall? There's like a twenty oh, bedroom block of flats. There's a fucking huge big like camping area. You can have all your mates come and camp in summer, and it's on the top of a fucking hill. So it's never gonna flood because everything rolls downhill. So you're just like, <laughs> fuck you guys. We're we're gonna be fine up here. But um, so while you were gone, Bob, we talked about. Somehow, an American school managed to get floor sealant mixed up with milk. 
And they just assumed it was the right thing and gave it to the kids. They didn't check, from what we could tell. So. What? Yeah. It's, yeah, you had that right. Yeah. They, they, they gave the kids sealant yep. instead of milk. Yeah. Uh, let me find the quote that made me fucking chuckle. Um, let me pull this back up. So, I know we're going back a topic, but I think it was worth it. Um, the school and company staff discovered it was actually floor sealant resembling liquid milk. That is ridiculous. I don't... What? How can they even do that? Well, it said here that the milk and sealant were both stored at an off-site facility and the boxes containing large pouches of each were moved on the same pallet. Uh, we, we don't know how that happened... The pallet was delivered, and the assumption was that it was milk because that's what we thought was being delivered. They didn't check the pouches, which would be labelled fucking milk or fucking sealant. So, absolute idiots. Yeah, they're getting sued to fuck. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I'd give you a technical on that one because that was like a what the fuck. Oh, and then there's also a studio flat which is like eight feet by four feet. And that uh, includes your bedroom with a lovely view of the kitchen that it's also in uh, and the um, the shower, toilet, sink. You could shit, wash your hair and brush your teeth at the same time because it's like <coughs> four feet wide. So, yeah, and that was like 80 grand down in Reading. So. Mm. But speaking. I mean, considering how much you pay for a house in um, London anyway, that's quite a steal, to be fair. Yeah, but still, for the size of it. So. Yeah, it's in Reading. Mm. Yeah, still. So, uh, this next one I found the other day and it's had a slight update, so I'll grab that in a minute. So, uh, Sunday just been, they was, there was a, uh, a house literally exploded in Birmingham. So, this is from BirminghamLive.co.uk. Uh, it says, gas mains and pipes, not the cause of fatal King Standing blast. Uh, the gas company Cadent has handed over its investigation into the cause of a fatal explosion in King Standing after ruling gas mains and service pipes were, quote, not the cause. A woman died and a man was left fighting for his life after a fireball ripped through the house uh, on Dulwich Road on Sunday night, uh, June 26. Fire crews remained on the scene on Tuesday as officials worked uh, to establish the cause of the blast, uh, believed to be a gas explosion. However, Caden has since confirmed that the probe now lies with other agencies following a thorough investigation. Uh, mm. Elliot Nelson, Caden Network Director for the West Midlands, said, Our thoughts are with the family and friends uh, of those impacted and everyone in this close-knit community. Since the incident, our engineers have been working on site with emergency services. It has been difficult for everybody. I know all the responders are grateful uh, for the support the community has shown. We're aware of some selfless acts of courage and heroism by members of the local community who were first on scene and will not be forgotten. Following a thorough investigation, we can confirm that the gas main and service pipes in the area uh, were not the cause of the incident in King Standing. 
uh, and the matter now lies with other agencies for further investigation. We would also like to remind that if you ever smell gas, inside or outside, please call the National Emergency Gas Helpline. Yada yada yada. Is it so? Um, so it says the woman tragically killed in the destroyed house has been named by family as seventy-eight-year-old mum and granddaughter, uh, or grand granddaughter and grandmother even, uh, Doreen Rees Bibb Flowers. Oh no, Doreen Rees Bibb. Flowers have been left at the scene and tributes are paid online. Uh, in a update Tuesday morning, West Midlands Fire Services said it's still trying to establish how the and why the explosion happened. With some families evacuated from nearby homes on Sunday night, they were, have been able to return. However, eight properties remain empty either due to damage from the blast or due to them still being without gas. A fire service spokesman said... Our thoughts and sympathy remain with everyone affected by the incident. We are grateful to members of the local community for their ongoing support and understand while our work scene at the scene continues. Investigators from West Midlands Fire Service are working closely with West Midlands Police and gas specialists to try and establish why the explosion happened. Members of our technical rescue unit continue to monitor uh, the stability of neighbouring structures to ensure the work can be carried out safely. Uh, they will be carefully excavating areas uh, in the remains of the house so parts of uh, its gas supply can be accessed and examined. This work needs to be carried out safely, slowly and methodically. As a result, we expect to remain at the scene throughout today, Tuesday. A uh, 100 meter cordon is still in place uh, and the section of Dulwich Road is closed. Some residents have been able to return to their homes within the cordon. However, this has not been possible there are eight properties which were either damaged by an explosion or are still without gas. East Midlands com uh, Police confirmed they were continuing to support fire service colleagues to determine the cause of the blast. A spokesperson for the uh, West Midlands Police said, We are continuing to support the fire service as investigators uh, look into the explosion at the house at King's Standing. Uh, as they have said, this will take some time as the safety investigation, uh, safety of the investigators is paramount due to the instability of the properties. Our thoughts remain with family, friends and the man who remains in hospital in critical but stable condition in hospital. Why did you say that twice? Uh, and the woman who sadly lost her life. Our specialist family liaison officers are supporting her family at this very distressing time. Formal identification is yet to be established, although it's likely to take some time. Didn't they say who it was, though, earlier on in the report? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, several families remain in temporary accommodation due to the damage uh, to adjoining properties and support from the community is overwhelming and heartwarming. Our local neighbourhood is policing, uh, neighbourhood policing team are on hand to assist, so please talk to them uh, if you ever need them. So they say it definitely wasn't nothing to do with the decadent gas people, but I've, after a little digging on Twitter, because this is where I actually found the story, I may have an idea where or who was responsible. Go on. Um, posting the podcast now. Give me a sec. So the house, which was unfortunately engulfed in, in flames, was on the market for a housing site on the 4th of April. Now, if you look at the second picture, it's been highlighted. 
under the key features. Boiler requires repair slash replacement. Mm. Mm, so, yeah. So who's at fault there? That's probably the property owners on that one. But, but uh, if, they probably, well, if, if they bought it and they were told it needed repairs and they put in a call to get repairs and they've been pushed off for whatever reason, then that would be down to the uh, Dude, repair people. though that house is... If you look at the the side-by-side, side, even the like that the the little walkway between the houses is gone. Yep. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah that got fucked. Absolutely fucked. It's gone. It's 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 literally like someone's just it's it's just it's just been I can't describe how it looks to be fair. It's it's literally just like it's just been erased. It looks like a bomb's hit it, literally like a bomb has hit it. And it's I mean, like the door. It's on a terrace. The house on the left is remarkably undamaged, to be fair. Well, that indicates the explosion was forced out to the right. Yeah, so the house the house on the right is taken significant damage. The one in the end seems to be relatively relatively damage-free. Hmm. But the explosion mm. where, the, where the house with the explosion happened is just not there. It's just rubble. Uh, that would indicate that if it is to do with the boiler, the boiler would be on the right side of the, the building. Yeah, you know, on, on on the um, foundation wall. Yeah, so that would have blasted outwards. And it's gone into the the house that's been like fucked inside of it. And the one that doesn't look so fucked is um, the, the luckier one. Even though that that is still quite fucked. So if you look at the second picture from the bird's eye view, oh. you can see the it's it's just it's like it's like a train's gone for it. To be fair. Yeah, or a bulldozer. Just like it's bulldozer. a very strategic it's very bulldozer. It's gone literally straight through the house. Because hmm. the adjoining wall for the the now end terrace, um, which is the, an end the, terrace the, now, this, the detached it's, house. It's, it's literally detached. Yeah. Yeah, that is relatively intact. It's the roof that's all fucked. So that will now become a detached house. They'll have to make that detached. They can't build anything in between there again. Or I don't know why they would, to be honest. Uh, and then the mid terrace one that was now an end terrace. I mean, even if they cleared all the debris away, I don't reckon they could really build another house in the plot. It's oh, just they could. But it'd, be it, too, it'd be too. It'd be too much work. To be fair, hmm. the the cost of um dealing with the rubble and the aftermath, and then relaying down the new water, body gas, and electricity and cable lines would just be too. Not, we just won't be well, I mean, the infrastructure is still there technically, it's just, um, no, it's, it's they, still they, there, yeah. They just either have to completely cap it off and make it inaccessible, or they would have to uh rebuild on that and like repair them. And it's probably cheaper to repair it than cap it off, yeah. Still, though, that's gonna be that's, that's a good couple of year job out of that is if oh, they want to rebuild it, exactly. Easily. Um, oh, we have a we have a lilac typing. Oh, it might be a not make it at this point. Depends how tired lilac is. Don't know if I can. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, we'll save a lilac for next week.
Um, so moving on to the next story, then. So uh, yeah, I've, this one's mine, isn't it? I think the one, the, the first thing you fucking noticed. I, I, <laughs> I knew you'd notice that. I think they fixed yeah. it though. It doesn't seem to be fucked up anymore. Uh, I'm still trying to find the fucking link. Oh, gone too far. Yeah, the, the, they've fixed it since then. Okay, so this is from, I think it was Breezy Scroll, wasn't it? BreezyScroll.com, yeah. So scientists discover a multi-planet system just 33 light years away. Yeah, I, when it first read this, it, several times they, got, they said 22 light years as well. And kept but, referring it to as 33 as well in the fucking article, because obviously you know people fucking proofread it. I think, I think somebody has since gone and proofread it because it doesn't say 22 in it anymore. I've just looked. Mm. So, uh, scientists discover a multi-planet system hosting two Earth-like planets just 33 light years away from us. Here's all you need to know about it. NASA's Transit Exoplanetary Survey Satellite, or TESS, spotted a multi-planet system in our galactic neighbourhood. The system is present just 33 light years from Earth and is home to two Earth-sized planets. At the heart of the system lies a small and cool M dwarf star named HD 260655, and as have found that it hosts at least two terrestrial Earth-sized planets. However, the planets are likely not habitable as their orbits are relatively tight, exposing the planet to temperatures that are too high to sustain liquid surface water. So it's not Earth-like then, really, is it then? <laughs> the inner planet, dubbed HD 260655b, orbits the star every... 2.8 days, and it's about 1.2 times as big as Earth. The second outer planet, HD 260655c, orbits every 5.7 days, and is one and a half times as big as Earth. NASA Additionally, they both spots have been described... multi-planet system with Earth-sized planets, except for one of them is 1.2 times bigger, and the other one's 1.5 times bigger. And they don't, and they can't host life. So it's not a fucking Earth planet, then, is it? <laughs> fucking idiots. Well, it could be Earth-like if you're, I don't know, it's sustained water. If, 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 you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're, I don't know, a scorpion or a fucking sidewinder snake or some shit. <laughs> this is going to help in better understanding the neighbourhood. Hence, the discovery of the multi-planet system is increasing excitement among members of the scientific community. Moreover, a closer look at their properties will answer the age-old question of their ability to hold life. The team is going to present their findings at a meeting of the American Astronomy Society of Pasadena in California. They just fucking said that it was unlikely to hold life because it couldn't survive water. Both planets in the system are each considered among the best targets for atmospheric study because of the brightness of their star. Said Michael Kunimoto. Michelle Kunimoto, sorry. Member of the research team. Kunimoto is a Postdoc at MIT's Kavli Institute of Astrophysics and Space Research. I'm so glad you said this because I nearly would just, I would have said Kunimoto is a po- podcast at MIT. Yeah, I know she she might be. <laughs> is there a volatile, rich atmosphere around these planets, and are there signs of water or carbon-based species? These planets are fantastic test beds for those explorations. But you've Kunimoto got to. Said. But it's going to take 33 years at the speed of light to get there. And we haven't got faster than light travel or light speed travel. I think the fastest we got at the moment is fucking RCS or pulse drive. I think uh, or it's ion, pulse engines. There is ion drive, but it's it's very uh, infancy in how it works. So that's one thing. Kerbal Space Program's got right then. <laughs> yeah. Ion drive. 
It's just you can get there. They're going to get there very, very slowly. Well, it's, it, Ion Drive works on the principle of um, continuous acceleration. It keeps pushing the thing to it gets to a a fast mm-hmm. enough speed, but it it ramps up over time. Yeah, but then again, you'll need the same amount of time to slow down again before you hit something. Yeah. Because um, Newton's first law, an object in motion stays in motion unless it is acted upon an outside force. Yep, yep. So in other words, you're going to keep going until you hit something. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're if you're on a spaceship and you, you can't slow down enough, you're going to be ruining someone's day at some point. <laughs> yeah. You definitely ruin your own trousers before you fucking get there anyway. Hmm. What was yeah, that strike? Well, that was what was left of what was in my trousers. It's not a comet or a meteor. Okay. So, I had a quick, nice little short one. So, moving on, um, this is from Reuters.com. So, we touched on, was it last podcast about Internet Explorer? Yep, it was fucking done. Yeah, the number one browser and download another browser. <laughs> yeah. So, Internet Explorer Greystone goes viral in South Korea. So, install uh, uh, for, for Jung Ki Young, a South Korean software engineer, Microsoft calls MSFT.io, decision to retire his next floor web browser marks the end of a quarter century love hate relationship with the tech. <laughs> to commemorate his demise, he spent a month and 430,000 won, or $330, which will be about 280 pounds, I think, well, off my head. Well, about 300 quid ish. Yeah. Designing and ordering a headstone with Explorer's Explorer's E logo and the epitaph, he was a good tool to download other browsers. <laughs> After the memorial went on show at a cafe run by his brother in the southern city of Gyeonggi, a photo of the student stone went viral. Microsoft scaled down support for once the omnipresent Intel Explorer on Wednesday after a 27-year run to focus on its faster browser, Microsoft Edge. Jung said the memoir showed his mixed feelings for the older software, which had played such a big part in his work and life. It was a pain in the ass, but I was—I would call it a love-hate relationship because Explorer itself once dominated an era. Yeah, he said he found it took him longer to make sure his websites and online apps worked with Intel Explorer than he did with other browsers. As customers kept asking him to make sure their websites looked good in Explorer, which made the difficult, which still remained, which made the default browser in South Korea government offices and has, and many banks for years. Launched in 1995, Explorer became the world's leading browser for more than a decade as it was bundled with Microsoft Windows operating system that came pre-installed in billions of computers. But it started losing out to Google's Chrome in the late 2000s and became a subject of countless internet memes, which some developers suggested it was sluggish compared with its rivals. Jinder said he meant to give people a laugh with the greystone, but he was still surprised about how far the joke went online. There's another reason for me to thank the explorer it has now it has now allowed me to make a world-class joke i regret that is gone but won't miss it so his retirement to me is a good death so one dollar yeah. is is one 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 thousand two hundred ninety two point two thousand six hundred one what that's a, <laughs> how much one did he spend eventually initially Four hundred thirty thousand one. Yeah, about three hundred thirty dollars or three hundred quid. Yeah, I mean that's it's about the standard price for a headstone, to be fair. But for a standard headstone, one, anyway. one dollar is 
1,292.26001. One or one? One. W-O-N, one. Yeah. That's, 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 that's mind-boggling. They're working in fucking decibels for their money. Yep. Jesus Christ. So, uh, la, 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 la. so, this pushes us into gaming territory now. Yeah, slowly, a little push. Still kind of um, real life, but we're getting there. So, as everyone knows recently, uh, fucking fuel prices have gone through the bastard roof. Because apparently, with all that fuel that we were never fucking using during lockdown, just isn't there anymore. Why the fuck is this not loading on my web browser? There we go, got it. So this is from Gfinity uh, Sport, uh, GfinityEsports.com. <clears throat> so it says GTA Online gas prices makes real life ones seem even worse. <laughs> and then it says uh, here, give me in brackets reasonably priced fuel, give me fire, give me that which GTA players desire. Uh, as many long time GTA Online players will tell you, the price of good tend to fluctuate, uh, fluctuate over time. For most, in today's Los Santos, that means paying 400k or more for an in-game car that would uh, have got you a similar model for... Uh, what? Oh, 400k more. If you found some more of an in-game car, then you would have for a similar model back in 2013. Yeah. Uh, however, it seems that not everything in the game uh, has evolved to become so ludicrously priced as time has gone on. While petrol prices across the real world continue to skyrocket as humanity continues to lurch towards a Mad Max-style future in which gasoline is worshipped like the water of life, the reserves sitting in Los Santos pumps are now looking pretty reasonably priced. Thankfully, one aspect of GT Online has been spared from the onslaught of inflation. Uh, this is the topic of a recent GT Online subreddit thread which began when user raffy taffy 656 casually posted an image online uh of a sign at the in-game rom petrol pointing out that gta 5 gas prices have been the same since 2013 uh, a number of users quickly stepped up to suggest that prices quoted on the sign aren't half bad in today's climate with a uh, bro uh, brother beam saying the gas prices in GTA are better than my actual gas prices. Uh, some even shared direct uh, comparisons to real-world US states, with uh, Optimus Prime responding that the quota prices are pretty close to the prices that are here in Florida right now. And Free the Damsel uh, adding, it's funny because the unleaded price is the exact same as it is here in Missouri. Uh, the thread even. Uh, the thread was even host to some Californians. Californians who share their take on gas prices of their home's GTA equivalent, with user X Kira saying, "That's very cheap by actual Californian standards." Meanwhile, user Bazger wondered why the performance premium petrol in GTA is seemingly cheaper than performance plus petrol. Then again. Maybe thinking too hard about GTA's petrol prices isn't too wise, 
as user Caboodles of Canoodles points out, the really crazy thing is the way that the time passes in-game. Those prices have been the same for over 200 years. So try not to think about that next time you drive past the petrol station in GTA Online. Because, you know. <laughs> but it is funny that, like, the, they were quite high priced. I remember that. Uh, playing through the game. And then now yeah, they are. Like, like, they're like, not like, so like, high like, priced. It's ridiculous, though, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. Was it, like, was it like four or five dollars a gallon or something? Was it? Uh, hang on. Let me. GT online gas prices. Uh, images. Okay, so uh, one dollar is that one dollar thirty four point nine for regular, one dollar forty four point nine for plus. And one forty nine point nine for premium. Although then it's like three fifty nine, three seventy nine, and three eighty eight. Yeah, it's about four dollars. Yeah. Um. Yeah, four sixty nine, four sixty nine, four seventy nine, four eighty nine. So, yeah, considering like how ridiculous the petrol like prices are at the moment. It's it's daft considering the last time it went this high, I think every government in the world just went just stop it, and then the prices went back down again. But people haven't gone around yeah. to saying that yet, so no, we're having to deal with all this, and oh. people are cringing to fuck about it. It's ridiculous. Like I put twenty five pounds worth of petrol in my car. Usually, that fills it like three quarters of the way up. Mm-hmm. It only filled it halfway up, and I've not got a big car. No. I know one of my friends um, because her son is uh, special needs. She has to have a special car, and yeah, she puts forty pounds a week in just to fill it. Mhm. Uh, that was before the prices went up. It's like sixty or seventy quid now. She has to put in. So it's ridiculous. She's got like, you just changed that. She's got about fifty percent, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so here's me being a smart fuck going, I cycle everywhere. <laughs> it's like, my prices don't go up. Uh, only my electricity bill on my, uh, on charging my fucking battery on the e-bike. Well, Scottish Power decided to uh, increase my gas and electric, which is fair enough. Mm. You expect a bit of an increase. They doubled it. That's fucking stupid. So before I was paying £70. Bear in mind... I'm out pretty much all day at work. I don't really have my heating on that much because mm-hmm. I'm always stupidly hot anyway. Um, so before I was paying seventy pounds for both. So now it's one hundred and thirty-five pounds. It's almost it's fucking doubled. Well, it is fucking doubled yeah. almost. Yeah, it's like ninety-five percent. It's only yeah, it's only one hundred and thirty-five because. I managed to get them down to that from 140. They're still fucking ridiculous, though. Why do they need to double it? Yeah. What is why, exactly? It's like no, fuck off. You're not doubling my bill. Yeah, yeah. and all these only energy providers are trying to make them all going green, and it's going to be cheaper and cost effective. So where's the fucking savings? Yeah, it's, it's like, hey, if exactly. you have such a fucking problem giving me electricity and that, and having to double the prices, come and fit fucking solar panels on my roof, 
and I will fuck you yeah. and take the discount there. I give exactly. you permission to fuck my house up to make yep. my bills cheaper. I don't understand why it, we... Yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't be so bad if there was somebody else living here as well. Yeah. But there isn't. I've got one single income for mm. all of my bills. I don't get any benefits. I don't get any housing as to help. The only thing I get money off is my council tax, and that's yeah. only, what, 25%? For single person's allowance. That is the only thing that I get money off of. Everything else has to come out of my wages. Yep. What is it? Um, I pay £80 a month for my electricity. And luckily it's not gone up yet. And that I, I think if they doubled that, I'd be like, you can fuck yourself. I'm paying £20 a week still. You can fuck off. Yeah. Take me to well, court. I said I said that to the woman like on like the virtual chat thing, and I said to her, "What what what do you expect me to do? My account wasn't in debt with you until you increased the prices. Yeah. So surely that tells you something that my account was in credit, and then you increased my prices, and now it's gone into debt. Do the math." There's got to be what, flaws you... in your contracts when you sign with these companies that don't allow you to fucking exorbitantly increase prices while you're under contract. Well, well this is the thing. I I got moved on to them because the company that I with went into administration. Right, so you should you, they should still be honouring your contract for when you're past um supplier then. Yeah. If you're still under contract, doesn't matter if the hands change. Yeah. You're still bound to contract no, until they exactly. renew your contract. Exactly, and I haven't signed a contract with them. So you're legally just, bound to yes, you're, so you'll still be bound by the terms of your old contract, then. Yeah, then they, they, like they, I said this to the like, I said to the woman about you know being a single income household, blah 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 blah, and do you know what she did on the virtual chat thing because it wasn't on the phone; it was on like virtual chat. Hmm. She gave me the number for the national debt helpline to ring them. It's like right. And then she advised me to turn the thermostat down, which is already at five, so it shouldn't actually come on anyway. Mm-hmm. And not to use my washing machine and my tumble dryer as much. I guess and you don't have a tumble dryer, I'm going to guess. Well, I do, but I probably use the washer and the tumble dryer at least once a week, if that. Because, so again, it's just my clothes. So you can't use it less than once a week, can you? Well, no. Time for you to get a, what you call it, a washing line and fucking sell your tumble dryer. Well, I've got, I've, that, that was the problem because I couldn't have a washing line before because my garden was all fudged up. Mm. So, but now I've, I've got one, I just need to put it up. <gasps> so, but yeah, I was just like, well, how helpful is that, you? Give me the number for the National Debt Helpline and tell me not fuck to yeah. wash my clothes and turn my heating off. That's very helpful. Yeah, it's like, oh, thanks. I've screenshotted I'll... all of the chat. Yeah. I did get it off or whatever the fuck it is. The regulator and be like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Because it is. It's, they are so, monopolising yeah. and then they're going to wonder why there's going to be so many people defaulting on their bills and then they're like, we can't afford yeah. to do these. Stupid. Yep. Uh, fuck him. Um, 
Right, I'm not going to do the next one because I think that was the Lalit one. Yeah, because uh, you wanted to talk about that. So between me and you, we'll work on the next one then. Which? Right. Uh, got a I got a fancy link, yeah? Yeah. So it was a tweet that I saw, and it's all, I think this is all confirmed um, that they're doing this. Now, the, the person who posted it on Twitter is not very happy that this is happening. Um, so they confirmed that they're going to be working on like mod support and campaign collectibles uh, through Steam Workshop on PC, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but then they also posted as well, um, said we are initially... And exploring potential new feature uh, for the future in the form of purchasable Spartan points. It is prudent to uh, note here we are happy with the current system of how players earn Spartan points by completing challenges and leveling up through play. This would be optional additive alternative for players who might find the vast scope of content to be an intimidating amount of playtime and want to go ahead uh, get ahead on or skip the grind or maybe want to grab specific items they want in brackets we all have our favorites with interest of transparency we dedicate a passion of community we wanted to inform you the exploration in advance and provide assurance that personal spine points would be an additive feature uh, we will have more information in the future now people are getting a bit pissed off about this but people also asked about this can we get some Because it's, it's fucking, um, what do you call it? It's it's actually quite a good idea, I think. Because there are bits of, like, the, the, these, like, season passes they have, which all, by the way, are free for you to get, and you can switch between them at any time to earn the Spartan points to open stuff, uh, to open stuff on it. And if... You want to buy something specific? Yes, you could just buy the spawn points. Now, I understand that people are like, oh, microtransactions bad, but this is all cosmetic stuff. So why is that a bad thing? And it's a what a seven-year-old game at this point. The Master Chief Collection is a seven-year-old game with the most latest game at least eight years, nine years older than that. So them earning a bit more money out of a, an older game which is by the way optional you don't have to buy the spawn points you can just fucking grind like any bugger else i i it annoys me that people are getting so bad out of shape about that the modding support sounds like a really good idea for the steam users and yep um stuff like that i mean i have it on steam the master chief collection i bought it on steam so <laughs> Uh, because I was excited for the modding support. There's a guy working at the moment. And they are modding the entirety of Halo CE into the Halo 3 engine. To make it run better and run smoother and like less jankiness. And that sounds ridiculous. And cool at the same time. Um, so yeah, like good with the bad. The bad news is yes, people will be like, I spent 200 fucking billion dollars on this skin but you could also just unlock it by playing games and doing the challenges so that's uh people who are stupid enough to pay them money 
will do that. People who are smart enough not to spend that money on it won't spend the money on it. It's yep. it's that thing. It's it's appealing to those people who either haven't got the time and want to spend money to advance, or those people who can't be fucking arsed to begin with and just want everything now, now, now. I'm not uh I'm not a, a what you call it against that because it's not predatory. It's a optional. It's not like a fucking loot box where it's like, ooh, what do you get? What is in this shiny box? Could it be the thing you want or a fucking piece of shit? It's £4, please. We'll find out when you open it. Oh, look, it's a pile of shit. I've only got six of these bastard things. Lovely. Yeah, you've got literally six piles of shit now. So, yeah, I'm I'm not... Like I said, loot boxes, fucking spawns, Satan's um, arsehole. So we're not doing them. But the, this is not a bad thing. Cosmetics to be paid for, yes. That helps game development. That helps running stuff like that. I don't mind that. So. But um, that's good. Do you know what isn't good, though, Dolph? So, you we know... We have more Diablo Immortal bullshit. Oh, my yes, God. How, how, how many pages... Of fucking notes um, do you have this time? <laughs> None this time, actually, because it's, it's all very basic, very brief. So, so Bob, uh, last um, time he talked about Diablo Mortal on mobile, he had seven pages of fucking notes about how bad this game is. And two pages was a fucking flowchart. Yeah. So, um, the actual game mechanics itself, like the if you play the game, is very functional, works really well. It's all the shit they've added on the background for money, SpongeBob, that makes it so shit. So, Dolph, go on then. I'll let you uh, run with this one. So, okay, so, uh, so let's get the, off the, the first one. This actually isn't related in any way to the predatory um, mechanics behind it, but Diablo Immortal is reportedly banned in China over a politically sensitive tweet. Oh, dear. So, this is from sportskeeda.com. Uh, Diablo Immortal, the latest iteration of the long-running series, has run into multiple points of criticism, ranging from its progression system to its focus on microtransactions. The free-to-play massively multiplayer online action RPG, or MOARPG, game's issues have further compounded as its release into China's market has been delayed, with rumours stating that the game may have been banned altogether. A sports review of the Diablo Immortal mentioned that the game was a well-made experience that was a worthy entry to the Diablo franchise, bollocks, trapped within an excruciating microtransaction system that affects progression, which See, it fucking does. Yeah, I mean, it is well-made, yes, you've got to give them that. For a mobile game, it's well-made, and it does exactly what you would expect it to do. But The, the game currently holds an abysmal 0.3 user score on its Metacritic page. News of the delayed entry into the Chinese market is an added headache for the developers. A politically sensitive tweet may have landed Diablo Immortal in hot soup regarding its release in China, as far as opposed to hot water. According to a Reuters report, gaming giant NetEase was set to release the title last week, but decided to delay it, citing the need for improvements and a conduction of multiple optimization adjustments. This was followed by the game's official Weibo account being banned from making posts. Although NetEase did not explain the reason for either, speculation states that the account was banned after it was found criticising... The president of the People's Republic of China's uh, president, uh, Xi Jinping. <laughs> Xi Jinping, yeah. Uh, it's shared on the game subreddit by 
user shift your carcass, the post describes integer the potential reason for the aforementioned delay. Gambling water is banned in China due to their Weibo account making a post mocking the president. He stated that on a Chinese social media platform, the official social media account of the game posted in Chinese, which this something in Chinese, which roughly translates to "Why doesn't the bear step down?" <laughs> yeah, they, they all take the piss out of him, called him winning the pool. <laughs> For some time now, netizens have likened the current leader of the Chinese government to the popular cartoon character winning the pool. Yes. <laughs> a quick search on the web will reveal a number of memes on the same. In this context, a post quickly exploded on the Chinese internet and was perceived as an open provocation. The editor said that this led to a complete shutdown of marketing of Diablo Immortal in China, which speculated of NetEase not receiving any license for game publishing for the next three years. Given that the company is the local distributor of Blizzard, the post contended. Reddit post concludes by saying that it's been assumed that Double Immortal may possibly be banned in China for the time being, with the title at least staring down the barrel of a lengthy delay. Chinese Diablo fans will hope that this issue is resolved quickly and the game will be officially released soon for them to enjoy. Yeah, they're not missing much, to be fair. Mm. And the only comment on here at the moment is, it says, uh, I think you may know in your last line, Chinese Diablo fans will hope that the issue is resolved quickly and the game will be officially released soon for them to be manipulated and preyed upon psychologically in order to give the Blizzard their money and livelihoods. Which, you know, it's truth, isn't it? Uh-huh. So, next thing, uh, a bit of a as, a, as a streamer on Twitch, who thought, you know, he's, you know, I'm kind of shocked and I'm kind of surprised he did this, but he literally spent about 26,000 New Zealand dollars, which is about 13 and a half grand in pounds, or about 15, maybe 16,000 in US dollars, to get his first... Five out of five star gem. It cost him nearly twenty six thousand dollars in his own con- in his own currency to get his first top range gem. Uh, and do you know what he did after that? Go on. He deleted his character and he uninstalled the game. What the fuck? I mean, that gives you an idea of how much money you need to spend to get just your first. Five out of five, five star, five star gem, and that's not even the that's not even the kicker. You will need to get these gems numerous times to get the gem power needed to get into level ten, then to resonate them to get the higher tier of the gem. It's it's fucking crazy. You know, you're talking maybe five, maybe even 10 copies of the same gem to level it up to the next level. So you're talking, I don't know, two to 300,000 just to get your fucking gem up to max. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. And then you've also got to think, well, yes, if you want the better chances, there's $20 per rift, you know, to get into that. And then you've got to pray to RNG, you get good RNG. It's just, this game is all kinds of predator. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you guys have mobile phones, right? I'm I'm just waiting for the meme now. Is where it goes from? You do you guys not have phones? Right? To say, do you guys not have loans? <laughs> you guys have bank accounts, right? Yeah. So, over the last couple of months, we have touched on 
the Activision Blizzard sexual harassment, Cosby Suite, and all that shit for the last. It's got to be a good year now, isn't it? A year. It's been out of a long fucking yeah. time. Yeah. So, uh, Activision have um done an internal investigation. Uh, this is from, from P- this is PC Games Games Game dot Game S PC Games N yeah dot com. So no widespread harassment at Activision, says Activision. Following a series of lawsuits and claims of misconduct, an internal investigation by Activision concludes there is no widespread harassment at Activision. Fuck's sake. There is no widespread harassment or systematic harassment at Activision claims the finding of a new investigation conducted and produced and published by Activision. Who would have thought that Activision, looking into Activision, wouldn't find anything? At Activision? Yeah, no, it's fucking shocking, isn't it? We were all wrong so, all along all along. Fuck me. So like, I, these... I, want to take, I want to take this time. I'm really sorry to our listeners that we were wrong for the last 18 fucking months. Because if Activision says it never happens, it never fucking yeah. happens. So over the last 12 months, fuck me, two major lawsuits have been filed against Activision, claiming that some of its employees are victim of gender and sexual harassment, and some of the company's directors, despite being aware of uh, various instances of misconduct, have failed to take appropriate action. In response, Activision has launched its own internal investigation into company practices and has published uh, findings which claim the Call of Duty publisher does not have a systemic issue with harassment, discrimination, or retaliation. While there are some substantial instances of gender harassment, Activision says, those unfortunate circumstances do not support the conclusion that Activision senior leadership or the board were aware of and tolerated gender harassment uh, and that, that there was or that there was ever a systemic issue with harassment, discrimination, or retaliation. Bollocks. <clears throat> uh, contrary to many allegations, the board and its external advisors have determined there is no evidence to suggest that Activision Blizzard senior executives ever intentionally ignored or attempted to downplay instances of gender harassment that occurred uh, and were reported. How far do they go back with this report? Because apparently this has gone on for almost a decade. Uh, the initial lawsuit against Activision <laughs> filed July 21st by the California Department for Fair Employment and Housing accused the company of promoting frat boy culture where some employees were subjected to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay and retaliation. J. Allen Brack, then president of Blizzard Entertainment, was specifically named in the original suit as having prior knowledge of the harassment claims and failing to act. Uh, following these claims, Brack stepped down as Blizzard, uh, Blizzard, Blizzard's president. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> and various high-profile Activision Blizzard employees were fired, including Diablo 4 lead designer Jess McCree, uh, which is why they fucking changed Overwatch character's name to... I can't remember what he's now. He's not called McCree anymore. He's called something else. No, he's... Um... Something else. Yeah. Uh, the, and the senior creator of the World, World of Warcraft, Alexander Afarasabi. Fuck it, I don't care if I got his name wrong, he's a dickhead. Uh, in September 2021, a second lawsuit was filed by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. The suit was resolved with an $18 million settlement in March. Activision also agreed to submit... 
uh, unannounced audits for its employees by the EEOC uh, to allow the commission to review any pending complaints of sexual assault. Actor, Activision recruited Gilbert Casalius, a former chair for the EEOC, to participate in its own internal investigations. His findings have also been published as part of the company's report. Based on his review, Mr. Casalius concluded there was no widespread harassment, pattern or practice of harassment or systemic harassment at Activision Blizzard or any of its businesses uh, units during that time frame. Mr. Casalius further concluded that based on a volume of reports, the amount of misconduct reflected is comparatively low for a company the size of Activision Blizzard. What's the bet this guy's been fucking paid off? To oh, say you that? know he got paid off. The original uh, DFEH lawsuit against Activision Blizzard is still ongoing as the investigation launched uh, by Securities Exchange Commission in September of 2021. Um, it's, yeah, it's still going. It gives you the option to, if you well, read the article yourself, there's a link that Go back you can catch up all the developments with it of the ongoing story. But fuck me. Really? So yeah, so we were wrong. We do apologise, listeners. You know, yeah. Activision says there's nothing wrong at Activision, so we were wrong. The DFEH is wrong. The SE, the SEC is wrong. All, all the, the employees that... are wrong. All the people who were harassed were... and that. Oh no, it was all wrong. in their heads. You know, the, the the woman who took her own life due to the harassment was also wrong. So mm. yeah, yeah, she just slipped. Very sorry for that. One day, and that was it. You didn't commit suicide because of bullying and harassment in the workplace. No, no, didn't happen. Sorry, we, we got it wrong. Yeah. Hands up. Oh shit. Yeah, suicide. You know these fucking. Probably, you know these outside so quote unquote fucking, fucking bullshit. Whenever yeah. an internal investigation is done by a company, it is a hundred percent going to reflect. Uh, on the company's shystiness by how they will stop that investigation from finding serious problems. Yeah, that's and why they'll, they went, pay people, they'll pay people off to do so as well. Yeah, that, that's why they went, oh, it's comparatively low compared to other companies. It's like, are you fucking kidding me though? It still so, happened. It's comparatively low. Then they, it's literally, then they're literally saying then there is something wrong. Yeah, it's just it's not as bad as others, so oh. there is something going on then. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be this other company. <laughs> Which still fucking... says you know they've got problems, but it's not as bad as others. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fuck them. Uh, they they're gonna get in shit. They're gonna be found out. Um, I think there was a poll I saw on Inside Gaming that was like, when Microsoft can like conclude their takeover of Activision Blizzard, will the CEO Bobby Kotick is it Bobby Kotick? Bobby Kotchick, yeah. Yeah, fuck stick. Uh, will he step? be forced to step down? And it's like 100%. Like Most people have said yes, that he is going to be made to go. He'll be made to go, but he'll have his golden parachute, then he'll get oh, fucking paid yeah, off millions get... to save, just to, to fuck off. Yeah, he's getting a golden handshake and told to fuck off and not come back. That's what that will happen. Whoever well, he doesn't, though, because he's like, well, yeah, you've not run this company properly. You've all these harassment events. You're not getting fuck all, mate. Sorry. Send you up. It depends how much Microsoft want to deal with him. Because, I mean, once they own the company, they can be like, you fucking violated our rules. Fuck you. Well, they can just demote it right down to floor staff. Yeah, you got got um, janitorial. Clean mm. the shitter. 
Yeah, you can have clean, clean, up, your, clean, clean up the sh- clean, clean up all the shit. You can clean up the shit of other people that you've caused people over the last year. Yeah, so, like, yes. you can clean shit for your four hundred one k, or you can fuck off and get nothing. But yeah, Activision Blizzard. But, oh my god, that is such a it's such a weird, weird place to be that that even is a thing. The fact that one of the beloved Overwatch characters has had to have their name changed because of this one guy. That's uh, Cole Cassidy. I just, look, I just looked up for yeah. the um, uh, cowboy. He's, yeah, it was, he was Jesse McCree, and now he's now Cole Cassidy. They changed... He's not even Jesse Cassidy any, or anything like that. They full-on gave him a different name and then explained in law why he changed his name. That he wasn't the, the same character he was before. It wasn't, wasn't who he was, yeah. yeah. Well, but it's kind of true, though, isn't it? I don't think he... Originally started at Activision being a um, sexual harasser. He just probably was manipulated by the frat boy culture to fit in. Yeah, but I mean, kind of I mean the, 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 the Overwatch uh, character I'm, I was on about. Well, uh, I'm just saying because it was, it was apparently the character was um, named after him, designed, designed and named around him. Yeah, when he first took it on, but yeah. But I have a Overwatch like graphic novel where it's because it, it was before this all kicked off. So anyone who has a graphic novel of Overwatch from before um, they did the name change and stuff, that's going to be worth a lot of money because it's like history at this point. So I put it somewhere safe. Because um, it's like, here's when this character was named this character. And this would be worth more money because it's now limited edition because all the new publications of it will have the updated name. Because they'll have like a reprint. So he'll be Cole Cassidy from now on. But it's it's so weird. But um, let's move off of that. So somebody who's getting fucked royally, and for a very good reason. So we talked several podcasts ago about how um, a person was going around um, basically throwing DMCA takedowns at Destiny 2 content creators and Bungie themselves. Um, and they were investigating to try and find out who it was. And we said we'd keep an eye on this because it was interesting. So we're looking at the gamepost.com, and it's a Bungie sues Destiny 2 fraudulent DMC, a takedown sender, for $7.6 million. So in March of this year, 2022, uh, Destiny 2 YouTubers and Bungie themselves got hit by a series of DMCA takedowns from someone that was unknown to them at the time. However, <clears throat> through a series of thorough investigations, uh, Bungie has now identified and filed a lawsuit against the individual who sent down sent fake uh, sent fake takedown notices on YouTube. Yesterday, Bungie filed a lawsuit against the individual uh, named as Nicholas Minor, also known as Lord Nazo. Minor ran a YouTube channel that was hit by a series of takedowns from Bungie, so brand protection vendor CSC Global, for uploading Destiny's original soundtrack in December 2021, uh, which were taken down on YouTube uh, by YouTube in January of this year. According to the lawsuit, uh, Minor created two Gmail accounts with the same GC, uh, CCS csc fucking words csc name in retaliation against bungie 
and issued a total of 96 DMCA takedown notices against Destiny YouTubers, which includes that uh, my name is Bife, Aztec Cross, Prometheon, and many more. Yeah. 96 times Miner sent DMCA uh, takedown notices purportedly on behalf of Bungie, identifying himself as Bungie's brand protection vendor in order to have YouTube instruct innocent creators to delete uh, Destiny 2 videos or face copyright strikes. Um, over that weekend, uh, Miner's Damien Reynolds account began sending threatening emails to CSC with a subject line, you're in for it now, and telling CSC they better start running, the clock is ticking. For this, Bungie is entitled to damages and injunctive relief, including enhanced statutory damages of $150,000 for each of the works implicated in the fraudulent takedown notice that willing, uh, willingly infringe Bungie's registered copyrights, totaling $7.6 million. Bungie worked with Google to identify the individual by tracing the IP address uh, of the two Gmail accounts uh, under the names of Jeremy Willand and Damien Reynolds. The data that Google sent over to Bungie earlier this month included every takedown notice Miner sent from those two accounts and a log of each IP address used by Miner in the connection with the two accounts. Uh, after the takedown notices were reported to Bungie, the company released an official statement saying they were actively investigating the issue and that these actions are not being taken at the request of Bungie or the partners. The company also fired uh, a lawsuit against a Destiny 2 cheap maker, Elite Boss Tech, who agreed to pay a total of uh, $13.5 million. So, yeah, everyone's getting fucked. But that's good. Because, um, yeah, the, this person put copyrighted material on his channel, got them rightly taken down, uh, and then decided he was going to be a prick and fuck with everyone's earnings who were allowed and also using fair use to have their content uh, put up on there. And it's just like, oh, what the fuck? And, um, yeah, him, him doing this is just shitty and he deserves everything that comes to him. And I wouldn't be surprised actually, if those YouTubers, uh, that got fucked by him wouldn't, uh, also then decide to go after them himself uh, themselves for loss of earnings. Cause for some people, literally YouTube is their job. Yeah. Twitch is their job. Uh, like doing podcasting could be people's jobs. Um, it's not our jobs. We have to do proper jobs because we don't have enough following or clout or sponsorship or anything like that to make this a thing that we do uh, that just solely earns money for us as a group. So being your only source of income because you've dedicated yourself to that and then being denied money because of That's some ass hat. Yeah, some fucking cunt who decided he was butthurt because someone took their ball back because he was fucking around with it. 
It's um, I suppose an unusual silver lining here would be that he's literally proven how easy it is for anyone and anyone to propose, uh, well, to pose as someone else. Well, to do so, a DMCA takedown. Yeah, but um, then again, YouTube are fucking useless at this because the YouTuber Actman had his stuff DMCA takedown from a guy called Quantum TV, and this Quantum TV guy. Uh, has broken and been proven to have broken several of YouTube's own guidelines which would get them permanently banned from the platform. Including ban evasion, hate speech... I've been yeah, I've been reading into this. He's very homophobic as well. Oh, he's extremely homophobic. And, um, like, he has literally... Anyone who mentions it in, in, like, on YouTube, he, they, he will try and get their content taken down. And YouTube are like, oh, we can't do anything about it. They're even demonetizing the Ackman's um, fucking channel. And he's like, I don't care if I don't make any content on there anymore. Uh, at this point, we just need them to fucking take note and get rid of this guy off the platform. There are several people now that are actually backing him. And I would back him too. I think this Quantum TV guy is... Um, is a blight. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's because I'm black. And it's like, no, it's because you're a cunt. It's because you are a homophobic cunt who thinks bullying people because it's not your point of view and it's your content and you're not happy about that and you're not happy about how people are treating your content um that is what you call it your fair use and it's like well no actually that man proved he did fair use he proved that uh it wasn't like verbatim second for seconds worth of content the all the stuff that was in there was used for entertainment purposes and it was all fair use and it was proven to be correct, but yet they're still fucking siding with this guy and saying, well, there's not much we can do about that. And it's like, but then he did a follow-up one, a follow-up video where he did a full hour using YouTube's own guidelines and videos talking about uh, how hate speech on other platforms can get you banned from YouTube and links to that hate speech and stuff like that. And this guy has every single thing that you can do wrong to get banned on his like YouTube account. And he still is on the platform making money. And that's just, I just, it blows my fucking mind. So then and that's why I'm like, I, I kind of want this. Also this guy who did the fucking false takedowns to get fucked hard, but I don't think he's going to lose his, his YouTube channel because they won't fucking sort out a piece of shit who's a homophobe who is striking people's content because he doesn't like how it makes him look um, because he's not a narcissist. And they just refuse to deal with it even when it's been pointed out and proven pointed out with lots of different evidence that this guy has doxxed the Ackman rang and threatened his mother, um, sent people to send death threats at him, and all sorts of shit. And it's like, this is ridiculous. And yet YouTube are like, oh, we can't do anything. Our hands are tied. And it's, it's, it's fucking stupid. And I think until YouTube changes its ways, I think this Stay guy, this guy uh, who's on YouTube doing the false dmcas and shit like that uh he's still gonna have a channel he's still gonna be able to fuck around 
he found out when he fucked around this time, but it's... I, I don't think he's going to be as fucked as we think he should be. But let's get off the, the bad and we'll go on something ni uh, nice for a little bit. So, um, recently there was a partner uh, showcase, like a, a Nintendo Direct Mini, and they showed about 20-odd games. Um, now, I'm not going to go through all the list of the stuff that was done, but I will go through a selection. So... Um, there's the second uh, Mario and Rabbids game uh, called Sparks of Hopes, and that's coming out uh, this year on the 20th of October. Uh, they, they've announced that Minecraft Legends is coming to the Switch, which, obviously, that's next year. Um, the Disney Dreamlight Valley, the Stardew Valley but in Disney, uh, that we talked about, is going to hit early access on the, Switch on, the, uh, the, the, on the 6th of September. Um, Sonic Frontiers is going to be out this winter on, on the Switch as well. Um, the Persona series, so you're getting 3, 4, and Persona 5 coming to the, the Switch. Which, interestingly enough, still hasn't come to the Xbox. It's coming to the Switch, not to the Xbox, as far as I'm aware. Um, also, Mega Man Legacy uh, Collection for the Battle Network, I think, games, I think it is. That's coming to the Switch. That's not coming to the uh, Xbox at all. Uh, Near Automata, the end of Euro edition, that's coming to Switch on the 6th of October. Uh, no Man's Sky, that's, uh, October the 7th. And then near the end of the um, the Nintendo Direct, they went, hey, uh, here's Paul Companion Collection. Get it today. So that's pretty cool. Um... So it's, it'd be interesting to see if they actually do a proper Nintendo Direct for all the first-party stuff. Because people are still like champing at the bit for a, a new speculation of a Mario game. Uh, some more Zelda um, ports. I'm still wanting Wind Waker to come to the Switch. Um, the Ocarina of Time and like Majora's Mask like 3DS versions would be cool coming to Switch as well, maybe. That'd be lovely. Yeah, they would. Um, yes. I'd love to see those kind of things come across because there is speculation that they've got them ready to go. They're just not doing them yet because they've delayed uh, Breath of the Wild. They could do them. Um, they could do them. Yep, like Bayonetta 3 as well. They still haven't really said much about that. That's meant to be coming as well. Mm -hmm. um, when is the Breath of the Wild sequel coming out? Uh, next year. Fuck's well they delayed it which is never a bad thing when it's Nintendo they did that with Animal Crossing and Animal Crossing was fucking amazing I know but I want it now <laughs> I know I want I it now, now. but um yeah it's it's um fucking annoying that they were delayed but I want I want this big part in this show well first party showcase to come and just thrashes with Nintendo games first party ones I want them to also put Star Fox on the fucking Switch. Get rid of Because Star Fox Zero, I've got it on the fucking Wii U. It handles and plays like dog shit. Because you have to aim with the control pad. And it's bad. It's really bad. Because you're trying to aim with the control pad. Move your fucking ship around. It's like, just strip that out. Strip that whole fucking turret section bollocks out. You don't need that. And it'll come we'll across. It. Yeah, it'll, it'll look really good and play really well on the Switch. You don't need that mechanic. No. And it would work. 
and and that's the thing. I think even um, I can't remember who were the guys. Uh, Platinum Games, that with it, who did the this version of Star Fox, they did say that they would be interested in doing a Switch port, but they've not actually received any information about uh, that people wanting to do it. Um, I know it's like Metroid Prime Four. Still, they need to uh, do some like announcements on that. The last thing we heard was uh, literally just a picture of the fucking title, and that was it. It's like, oh, it's in development. So it was like, fuck's sake. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, having that shit turn up, but I don't know. Uh, so speaking of Switch stuff, Knights of the Old Republic 2 came out for the Switch recently, and um, yeah, it's just as fucking broken as the original game was. So the original game uh, was rushed out in like nine months or something daft like that after the original game. And it showed because there were like groundbreaking glitches and bugs and missing content and stuff that didn't make it into the full game or was like poorly implemented. Um, and there is literally a cutscene that will absolutely crash your game uh, on the Switch. And at the moment... The only way to work around it is to skip the cutscene. If you don't skip the put uh, the the cutscene, um, the game will one hundred percent crash on that cutscene every time. So at the moment, there are literally people who own this game and they cannot complete the game. Me too. Yeah, because it will crash in the same spot every fucking time. Um, I think it's just as well. It's not one of those games where you have to watch the cutscene to continue, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's Aspire Gaming are the the people who brought it out, and they said that we they're looking into it. But at the moment, they haven't got anything yet. But hopefully, like the next patch they bring out will fix it. Um. So yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, and then No Man's Sky also got the 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 what you call it Nintendo Direct treatment. I I think I did mention it, didn't I? Yeah, but uh, and this is a, a big but, and I cannot lie. Um, the the Switch version that's coming out will not be multiplayer to begin with. It will be a single player experience. So but you, um, you know how well Switch is going to handle a game of No Man's Sky's um, technicality, really, do we? especially on multiplayer. Yeah, I I don't I don't 100% know if it could run the multiplayer side of it. I think that's why they're like, oh, it's going to be single player for now. I mean, if it does, I think it'll probably be like eight player lobbies. And uh, yeah, it'd be like I think a... I think I think standard Xbox is 16 player lobbies, and I think current gen is 32 lobbies. No Man's Sky Switch. I mean, they probably can get away with 12 player lobbies. I would have thought, but. Um, so it said, yeah, according to official game website, No Man's Sky Switch Edition will be a single-player experience at launch. Uh, to further clarify, it will still receive uh, the benefits of the award-winning li uh, live service game, but there seemingly won't be any multiplayer elements. Uh, I'm at NintendoLife.com for this. Uh, this 
version will continue to be ongoing development post-launch, so we guess there's a chance of multiplayer patch later uh, at a later date. Uh, when it was released in 2016, fucking six years ago, um, the game didn't have certain multiplayer capabilities and features. Uh, and then there was like cases of players being on the same planet in the same spot and not being able to see each other after mixed messages about multiplayer elements so i mean at least they are very transparent about this it's like hey it's not multiplayer to begin with whether it will be multiplayer to later on in the game i don't know in its development cycle maybe but it'll be interesting all i can say is uh if you want to play no man's sky cross play and with everybody else don't buy it on the switch because mm. you're not going to be doing that when it launches. So, yeah. Uh, Dolph, I think this next one's yours, isn't it? Yeah, I'm kind of hyped for this. Um, after 10 years of waiting, Capcom finally announced Dragon's Dogma 2. Essentially, Dragon's, the Dragon, the Dragon's Dogma is essentially you play as a, a mute character who has... Um, mm. Dominion over uh, an entity called Pawns, essentially like a like another character you can which speak but you don't kind of thing. It's, it's, it's essentially it's like another party member that you can order around, essentially. Hmm. So uh, the main story is um, the whole the world is in a, is a continuous cycle of how the the, the dragons reborn takes um, an arisen soul or not his soul his, his heart then he. That arisen then goes on a quest to get his heart back, but it's either get your heart back and continue the quest and continue the cycle as normal, or break the cycle. Yeah. But again, it's it's got some really good mechanics. Like you can you can clamber on monsters and like, for example, there's a there's an after. There's an enemy. I think it's a it's a chimera. Mm -hmm. So you got the face. You got the face of a lion, body of a goat, and a tail of a snake. Each enemy has mm. its own skill set. So if you if you take out the snake, you then it, it takes away its ability to do magic or poison you. Yeah. Take out you take out the uh, take out the lion's face. It loses its attack power. But you have to destroy all three to literally kill the beast. Sounds very like Monster Hunter in a way. It is. It's but it's done by the same team that did Monster Hunter. Oh, that makes a lot more sense, though. So the combat's very similar to Monster Hunter, yet it's not as in depth as Monster Hunter. Fair enough. I mean, the open the, the main world you walk in, the main world is absolutely fucking huge. I mean, you could spend I don't know an hour, maybe two hours, real time walking from the start of, start of town all the way to the end of the map, easily. Fucking hell. You do get these items called port crystals, which you can put like um, little teleportations areas you can go back and forth to, but you have to use things called, called, called port crystals like or fairy stones. So port crystals do your teleportation um, zones that fairy, fairy stones do, well, fairy back and forth to them. But fairy crystals are, are basically a one and done item, essentially. Yeah. But if you've got the Dark Arisen add-on, you can get a eternal fairy stone, which is basically you can use it as many times as you want. So it's, it's fast travel at a cost. Yeah, essentially. Mm. But, you know, you get certain areas to come out at night, you've got 
different zones hold different enemies you know it's it's a very despite it originally came out on the 360 10 years ago it still holds up well now on um current gen still holds up well Hmm. that's good just it's been there's been so many memes of like the years like it's like whenever capcom go to like you know, to, to the to the um the e announcements or the game awards is like uh dogma two, no. Next year dogma two, no. Yeah. And then it's like they announced this year, like we've sort of get you guys waiting, but after ten years, we have finally started development on Dragon's Dogma two. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's any, if it's if it's even half as decent as the original, then it's going to be a good game. Without, without a doubt. Well, let's hope so. <clears throat> um, you, you, you play as your, your main character. You can choose, like, uh, you can. It's, you got your basic, you got your basic star. So you got like fighter, archer, or mage to start off with. Mm-hmm. Then you can do subclasses like magic archer, um, like uh, sorcerer. Then you can get like into l- some more heavy, in depth, pure. Um, um, range builds or pure magic builds or pure melee builds or any combination of the um, any combination of the three. But yes, it is a it's it's hard to understand when you you know, getting used to it, but it's it's a good game. Yeah, as I said, it still holds it still holds up still holds up well now. Well, like, if the oh. combat can be a bit clunky if you're not used to it. Yeah. That's good that you you finally get a sequel to that. Yeah, um, ten fucking years. So moving. I on... I mean, we've 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 got a sequel, Dragon's Dogma, before fucking Star Citizen comes out. A fucking alpha. Yep. And GTA Six. Yep. That's a scary <laughs> concept. <laughs> so uh, move... final topic. Yep. Moving on. So um, you know how they did the remake of Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation, like last year or whatever it was that remake didn't really hit home to me it's well it's not on yeah. it's not on anything else it's like oh you can play it on pc or like playstation fuck everybody it's, else it's, it's not the case it's not the fact that it's not on anything else it's the fact that for someone who grew up the original final fantasy 7 oh, it yeah it's very different in play style it's the uh um... it's not so much different in place play style it's the story has been tweaked a bit as well well, I think they like, had to modernize it a bit. They couldn't just one for one. Yeah, but anymore. then it then it's then it's not the original Final Fantasy Seven, is it? It's no, but they did say it was a remake, not a uh, a, not a remaster. remaster. Yeah, but for someone who is sunk so many hours into Final Fantasy Seven years ago, and to the point where I kind of picked it up on the Xbox One a couple months back just to get the nostalgia of it, and it's like, oh, I remember this game. I remember pretty much remember what every victim was, every enemy, how to get every fucking skill. It's just ah, fuck me. <laughs> the only thing that really changed really was they they did another um translation overhaul for some for some of the um original dialect. Yeah. So some of the original translations were more in line with what it should have been. Yeah, I think like so there's there's a, there's a point when you go to sector five when you meet Aerith for the first time. You, you go into one of the little slums area and she speaks. Well, the original translation on the PlayStation version years ago was, this guy are sick. 
because that was a very bad translation. So this guy but in the sick. modernized version, it had another translation passed, and he got it correct with "this guy is sick." Yeah. Some more minor dialogue changes here and there, but all in all, the game still plays just as well as the original. Mm-hmm. They've added some new features, like you can basically press a button to refill your health and keep it constantly regenerating. You can always keep getting your limit breaks or you can essentially you know increase your increase the game speed by four times if you want to go through a little quick run through yeah you can even turn off encounters entirely if you really wanted to that seems a bit detrimental though like you turn off all your well yeah you still got the um well, if you want to quickly run through an area because you don't like the area you can just quickly turn off encounters then just run through it but scripted encounters will still happen yeah But yeah, get back on. Well. You get back onto the actual topic at hand. That is a massive fucking tangent. So, there was a prequel on the PlayStation, well, PlayStation Portable, the PSP, uh, back in two thousand seven, and it was called Crisis Core: Final Fantasy VII, and it was basically um, Soldier Zack, who was Cloud's friend, and where yeah, Cloud from... gets the sword from. Yeah. Uh, and this is getting. It says it's a remake. Or it says, oh, it says uh, the original is getting, uh, sorry, a remaster, not a remake. So, I don't know. I don't know why they'd give a remake to Final Fantasy VII, but the the, the, the prequel's not getting a, the same treatment. It's getting a remaster uh, with new dialogue. Essentially, the crisis core is the story between uh, Cloud and Zack before you find out that um, they were, well, just kind of spoiler territory here, mm. if I can remember how this goes. They were both an experiment for um, for um, Genova settles to to make basically the perfect soldier. Yeah, uh, Sephiroth being the other guy in that. Yes, uh, the, Gen- the Genova cells being Sephiroth's mother to make the perfect soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a there is a callback to uh, the past between Cloud and Zack in the. The Nibelheim Mansion, because on, on, on if you if if you've ever played, if you go to one of the um, holding tubes, like you know those old um, yes, one of these old tubes you where you sit in like a liquid to heal yourself kind of thing. Like a back to tank, yeah. Yeah, like a back to tank. Basically, a scratch on the side of the glass, and one of them is like, "Let's get out of here," and on the other side, it's like, "Feeding time. That's our chance," which gives you some history between Zach and. Because they were both held at Nibelheim Mansion at the yeah. time. Well, um, this remaster uh, is going to be with HD graphics, includes entirely voice acted dialogue and new soundtrack. It's coming out on um, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC sometime this winter. Soon, mm. but, but this is what annoys me. It's like you're giving us the fucking prequel, but you're not giving us Final Fantasy VII remake on the Xbox yet. And I thought the year exclusivity had fucking been and gone by this point. So they, did they even say it was going to be a year exclusivity? It was very heavily implied it was only going to be exclusive for a certain amount of time, and then it would. Well, come to don't a forget, it's, it's still not fully finished. Though. Yeah, it's, it's it's episodic. It'll probably be. Once all the episodes come out, because hmm. Final Fantasy VII um, remake is a episodic adventure currently. 
Yeah, well, I, I thought this this version of the or uh, this episode would have come out eventually. Do we know how far they're up? Do we know how far they're up, up to with the Fantastic remake? Where they up to in the story? No idea. Because I can have a quick look and I can probably gauge how far what they far they got to go. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake will may still come to Xbox eventually. Hang on, uh, looking at pure Xbox here, and don't you fucking start playing. Um, uh, when was this out? This came out on the 10th of June, so this was like a week ago. Uh But that's the thing, though. It's like, why would you release Crisis Core if you aren't going to release the rest of it? Because it's the prequel to the rest of the series, why would you release the prequel on one platform prequel. and then never bring the rest of it out? Feels a bit weird. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm think i done with the topics now. Joff, uh, do you want to bring us on home? Yeah. So if you want to contact me for questions uh, i'll untie most questions on to not polit political racist or religious you can reach me on twitter at dolphin rapture uh, if you want to reach bob you can also reach her on twitter at ragey underscore coop uh, same mm -hmm. questions apply yep if you want to reach uh the guy who presses record voila uh you can reach him at losg1985 wherever the fuck you may find it uh-huh also, if you don't want to send us messages to our personal Twitters, you can also catch. A, you can also send a tweet or a question to our Spartans in Pajamas actual Twitter page, which is SRP Podcast Crew. So big S, small I, big P, Podcast Crew, all lowercase. I think that was right. Yep. Also, if you listen to us on the Anchor app, you can send us a voice message, which we can put in live but not live in the next podcast if you're looking to do your own podcast you can also use the anchor app it's absolutely free and all you need is a group of friends or if you want to do a podcast on your own that's also an alternative option you can do and once you're done uh, upload it to the anchor app and it populates it on all the podcast apps out there so Spotify, Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts yep um, you don't even have to do the convoluted way we do it, where we do Discord and we record through OBS. You can literally record it all through the app. And if you are not around your friends and they want to join you, they can download the app as well. You make a conference call, you record that conference call all through the app. It's literally like a one-stop shop for making um, podcasts. So you'd be daft if you are wanting to make a podcast not to try this out because it is literally letting you uh do this all uh off their app and if you're in america as well you can even monetize this um but it is a, a an american thing only so uh if you're outside of america's you'd have to see sponsorship and stuff from other sources if you are wanting to try and monetize your 
podcast because at the moment they don't actually have a way of um, monetizing podcasts outside of the US. It's a shame, really, because I'd be it'd be nice to see if we could make some money out of this as well. Uh, although it'd be like a five way split all the time. Um, but you know, but yeah. So Anchor app is really worth it if you are trying to do your own podcast. I, I actually have recommended it to people who are uh, looking at it. And they said, "Oh, how do I do a podcast?" And it's like you just download this app called Anchor. And it does the rest for you pretty much. You just press record and talk into it. And it's like, what, really? It's like, yeah, it's that simple. So if you have a topic you want to talk about and you are eager to share it with the rest of the world, um, use the Anchor app. There, there are obviously caveats on like what you can publish. Um, same as like our questions. It can't be like racism or hate speech or anything like that, obviously. But... If you have a strong opinion about the price of cheese and you need to get that cheesy podcast going, do it. You can do it off the Anchor app. So I think I've waffled on about our um, way of doing the podcast for long enough. So um, yeah, I'd like to thank you all for listening to episode 107 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. We'll see you all next time. Thank you very much. Good, good luck. Oh.